0: sport Huddle 1061 ESPN here in Richmond in the capital city in the river City as we like to refer to it and this weekend it is the capital of quadball the quadball World Cup Championships coming to Glover Park we've been talking about it the last segment uh, AJ our producer found that really nice sound bite off of YouTube that kind of explained the game to us a little bit um, we mentioned all of the countries that are participating and a little bit of the background of it but now let's get it from the the expert Uh, we were supposed to be out at Glover Park today and we were supposed to have guests out there and the weather really didn't cooperate we do have some storms threatening in the area so we were safe rather than sorry but we still wanted to bring all this information and entertainment to you and hopefully the weather will be good Saturday and Sunday and you can get out there and experience and see this for yourself because it really is fascinating from everything that I have kind of cobbled together in the last few hours in preparation to talk to our guests. The first of whom is Mary Kimball, executive director of USA Quadball. She joins us on the Sports Auto. Hello, Mary. How are you?
1: I'm good. How
0: are you? Doing great and really fascinated and really excited about this. And our friends at Richmond Region Tourism have done another great job of bringing a premier event to our city and a world championship and the first time it's ever been hosted in the United States, all of which I think is really cool. But I need to backpedal a little bit. We've kind of described or tried to describe the sport to our audience, but I need an expert to do that. Um, Kind of in the thumbnail version, kind of give us kind of the, the background, the description of the sport of quad ball.
1: Yeah, so it contains elements of many different sports. I'd say it's like a mix between basketball and rugby, while they're playing dodgeball and then about 20 minutes in there's a small game of flag football or capture the flag
0: <laughs> wow awesome that, that, okay my producer's ready to play i think he told you that when he connected you to get to get on the air so so uh, give us a little bit more about what a what a team looks like on the on the field and how they go about actually winning
1: Yeah, so probably the most distinctive feature about quad ball is the broom. Um, It's essentially a plastic stick about three feet long. Um, Some have grip tape, some don't, and that has to stay between your legs at all times. That's going to be the first thing that stands out. The second thing is that it's a full-contact mixed-gender sport, so there's players of all genders on each team. Um, there's no men or women's quad ball or anything like that. We're a really inclusive LGBTQA plus friendly sport. Um, and the next thing is the number of players on the field. So there's um, typically a max of 21 people on an event roster, but on the field at one time, it's going to be six players per team. And so you get to um, the midway point-ish of the game when the flag runner comes out, used to be called the snitch runner, or call it flag runner, and then a seventh player, the seeker, is added Who's trying to catch the snitch? So um, there is there's a lot going on, but it's kind of that smaller team sport atmosphere, more like a more like the basketball reference I made earlier. Mm-hmm. There's there's so much going on, uh, but your ultimate objective is to score the most points. Um, so you score by throwing the quad ball through the hoops. There's one of three hoops. They're different sizes. You can score through either the front of the hoop or the back of the hoop. All worth the same, ten points each. Um, a quad ball is a slightly deflated volleyball. Um, which you can get at like any store if you want to pretend you're a star quad ball player. Um, then there are beaters trying to disrupt the game using dodgeballs. Those used to be called bludgers. And I say the quad ball used to be called a waffle. Um And when you get hit with a bludger, you have to, you lose possession of the ball that you have. Um, and depending on where you are in the act of shooting, it could also negate your goal. Um, and when you're knocked out, as we say, Uh, You pull your broom out from underneath your legs, drop the ball you're holding, and then go tag in at your team's hoop. Um, And they just keep scoring until about, or attempting to score depending on the game, until (laughs) 20 minutes in where there's an intermission, and we enter uh, what we used to call snitch on pitch, now we call flag on pitch. And that's another extremely distinctive element of the game that I I, I think is, is really creative and really fun to see in person. It's like... It's like a mix of, of tag and wrestling. Um, you're probably going to see more wrestling this weekend. T- typically in quad ball, the more elite flag runners um, are uh, more physical and they tend to stay in one spot. Um, but your goal is to pull the tail that's on the back of the shorts that this person is wearing. It's a yellow pair of shorts with a yellow tail. And when you pull the tail or catch the flag, it's worth 30 points. And if the team up in points catches that, then the game's over. However, um, if, excuse me, if that gets to the team enough points so that, uh, Sorry, we have the one distinctive feature about quadball is that we're incredibly innovative with the rules, and that's true for every single country and our international federation. So I have at least four different versions of the rule books floating around in my wow. head right now. Um, there's, there's Major League quadball, which is a separate league from mine. Mine has different rules, and um, I'm based in the Pacific Northwest, but I'm out here in Richmond for the tournament. In the Pacific Northwest, we play a lot with Canada. They also have their own different rules, um, so forgive me while no. I find precisely how you end the game. But as you can tell, like, there is so much that goes into this game, and it's so, it's so freaking exciting. Like, there's <laughs> there's nothing like watching in person. Watching a live stream is ga- great, but, like, with a lot of um, these really fast-paced team sports, um, especially ones that aren't as, like, made for TV as, like, something like American football, mm-hmm. Um Really being in person is where it's at, and the atmosphere this weekend is going to be, like, it's going to be such an incredible experience for all of these athletes.
0: Okay, oh, Mary, he, Mary, Mary, Mary. So listen, it. listen, this is great. This is absolutely <laughs> great. Uh, and my producer, AJ, <laughs> I think he just captured that one phrase. It's so freaking exciting. That's all you need. There's your marketing phrase, your catchphrase right there. That was absolutely beautiful. And I think you've incorporated just about every sport that that we as Americans play into quadball which i think is really cool and i'm guessing my audience is thinking the same thing i am mary this just sounds with all the properties that you just talked about it sounds so much like you know a derivation of quidditch and it certainly brings up memories of harry potter you know when you hear that and i'm sure you've heard it before is that a good thing or a bad thing when you kind of hear that harry potter quidditch reference you know
1: i think i think it's a good thing um, I think there are many reasons why people want to play quad ball and why people started playing Quidditch and even why they started forming Quidditch back in the day. And there's no denying the Harry Potter connection is really important to that. One of the cool things about quad ball, and I think you're seeing this in a lot of non-traditional sports or, or sports that kind of aren't part of like the Big Four or Big Five in the States, is, is they're welcoming a or. It's just more accessible from people from a wide variety of backgrounds. So whether that's you know um, uh, your gay kickball or or um, women's roller derby or all of these or spikeball or ultimate or like any of these sports that you can do that aren't like basketball, hockey, baseball, which are soccer, which are incredible and so fun to watch. There's just something about the the, 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 the freshness and the flexibility of a sport like quadball and all these others I mentioned that. There are some people that come to it because of the Harry Potter connection. And certainly, honestly, that was a draw for me. I used to love the sport. I dragged my family to the first ever Harry Potter fan convention when I was in high school, masquerading it as a family trip just so I could like be a part of this community. But there's also people who um, just want to have a sport to play in college or maybe they didn't make the D1 track or soccer team or basketball team. Or maybe they did make the D1 basketball team that they also want another sport to play in their downtime. Or they were just wanting to make friends. They thought it at the fall fair and thought it was really cool. Um, so I, I think it's really wonderful. And, and honestly, as a as a Harry Potter fan, it's so cool to see this game played in real life. And then you realize how far people have taken it. And then you it gets you into sports. Like I'm a I'm like a like a comic con type nerd who's now a sports nerd. And I wouldn't have become. So excited about, like, the Women's Soccer World Cup that's coming up soon and loving everyone on, on the U.S. Women's National Team if it weren't for getting into quad ball. So it, it honestly kind of works both ways. Like, we're, we're taking people who come from, you know, one side of pulp culture and another and smashing them together and you just get, get a really thrilling experience for everyone.
0: Well, I don't know about Nerd, but Mary Kimball, Executive Director of U.S. Quadball, is our expert on quadball. I can tell you that, and I'm sure you can tell by listening as well. A couple more uh, for you, Mary. Um, this is the first time the U.S. has hosted this World Cup championship and it's coming to richmond virginia to do it so again kudos to richmond region tourism for making that happen what's the impact of that i had rattled off not only the countries that are participating but even perhaps more importantly and impressively the cities and countries that had previously hosted this event it's a pretty big deal to bring it to richmond virginia isn't it oh yes
1: oh yes like looking at where the last world cup was no shade to cities in the u.s but like florence is such in my mind even though it's not like as popular as rome or venice it just stands as this like titan of like excitement and interesting like intrigue european destinations all of this thing but like frankfurt um or even the first one in oxford happened alongside the olympics like these these Cities have so much legacy to them, and to be able to bring them to a place like Richmond, um, and especially one that has so much history with the sport and the different connections that the college programs in the state of Virginia have had, um, it's it's a really big deal. Um, and there are other cities that we're interested in that we competed against that that might, on paper, have been have had different qualities, but there was, you know, we we really we pushed for Richmond. Obviously, we were incredibly supportive of the bid and have been. Working alongside the staff at Richmond Region Tourism for literally half a decade to, wow. to make this event happen—it's—it's uh, it's huge for us. We're this is this is honestly one of the most important projects I've done, and I've been in the sport for eight years, so it—it's—it's it's a big freaking deal for us.
0: And it is for the U.S. team because we know how good the U.S. team is defending World Cup champs. In fact, they have won it three times previously, only losing once in 2016 to Australia. So, Mary, does that mean we're looking forward to a U.S.-Australia match in this thing as a little bit of revenge quad ball here?
1: Well, kind of, yes. The funny thing about that is in 2018, they uh, we ended up playing them in both rounds of the tournament, we played them first in pool play and then in bracket play, and we beat them twice. However, I know that the uh, one of the assistant coaches, Jackson Johnson, is hoping, or what he's hoping, he has excitement about many scenarios, but one of them he mentioned recently in an interview was being able to face off against Australia and try to beat them in a finals context. Um, I know Australia is really hungry for that. They have such an incredible national team program, and they're an incredible, um, just an incredibly dedicated program in general. Like, they, they went to European games last summer in Ireland. They traveled from Australia to Ireland so they could get extra competition. Um, and they didn't quite come out on top, but they came pretty close. And um, they're they're definitely one of the favorites to win. I think that would be really spicy. I think U.S. Belgium could be fun because it's a rematch. Um, England won European games last year. There's good things about their program. Germany's been trying to slowly climbing to the top and have really transformed their program over the years. But also there's newcomers like there's an African nation team the first time the continent has been represented at the sport of a global level like this and they've never competed together before and their roster is deaf. It's coached by a former U.S. national team player and also former head coach, James Hicks and the roster is just full of players that have been at the top of their game both recently and like the last five to eight years. So there's you know, I'm hoping that the U.S. does very well, and I, I think they have a really great shot at defending their title and staying golden, as they like to say. Um, but I think there's also going to be some great games this weekend, and I know my team is is hungry to prove that they can continue to defend that title and, and show why they're the best. Because I mean, the U.S. the depth of talent in, in the United States for this sport is is, in my opinion unmatched (laughs) if I can brag about my country a little bit like
0: absolutely we just had our
1: national championship a few months ago and the the level of play at both the adult club and the college division it's just gotten so much higher um and people are trying new strategies and new approaches to the game while also picking up things that maybe people did you know eight to 12 years ago or whatever um and there's just a fresh energy to everything um, so I think I think there's going to be a lot of really exciting games. I mean, there's just, like, there's just an interesting story about every team, right? Like, there's Japan playing in their first World Cup, and um, the head of that team, Kohei, um, used, uh, studied abroad at Rutgers University. And Rutgers University, amazingly, had four alumni represented at World Cup on uh, Japan, India, Brazil, and the United States. Mm. Um and you could just go on and on. Like, Brazil won the Pan American Game Championship last year. France has been a storied program for years. Canada has been a sleeper threat. Mexico won third in Pan American Games four years ago. Um, Norway Norway is making waves. Um, Austria, we're so glad they're that they're here. Like, there's just all these teams that are putting in so much time and effort, and they're at the top of their game. And I just can't wait to see all of the action happen on the pitch because they're just going to all leave it here. Like right? yeah. this is the ultimate. It it doesn't get a bigger deal than this right now because we're we're not in the Olympics. Um, maybe someday, but not right now. You know, we're not we're not going to be in LA 2028 20, or whatever. But this is this is the ultimate competition. There's nothing. There's there's no bigger deal than than winning World Cup.
0: And we love that it's right here in Richmond. Again, kudos to Richmond Region Tourism, to you, to your staff, to your athletes, for bringing it here to Richmond and bringing it to the United States. And I'm sure your passion is translating over to our audience and our listeners, and we'll be telling them how to get out to Glover Park to watch and follow it online and and all of that. Mary, thank you so much for the time this afternoon. We are We are going to be as excited as you are about the competition, and we'll be trying to root that U.S. team on, all right? Sounds great. Right, Let's Mary.
1: go for
0: gold. There you go. Thank you, Mary, Mary Kimball, Executive Director, U.S. Quadball. Uh, quite the spokesperson for the sport. Pretty exciting, actually. So the teams will will face off in pool play uh, tomorrow on Saturday, and then there'll be single elimination on sunday and eventually reaching the gold medal as mary said there's there's no olympic uh competition so this is it this is their olympics uh coming to glover park on uh, saturday and sunday again thanks to mary for spending the time with us and richmond region tourism for setting it up as well if you'd like some more information the website is iqaworldcup.org Cup. IQAWorldCup. Dot org. You can get out there um, and purchase tickets to go see the event at Glover Park, or you can watch online. It'll be up on YouTube as well, at YouTube.com. So uh, we'll remind you of that before we leave you a little bit later this afternoon. Uh, break time right now, coming up on 10 Minutes to 5, uh, first hour getting towards the 5 o'clock hour. We'll finish it up after the break, 1061 ESPN.